We come here with a spirit of expectancy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Come on. Let's give the Lord another round of applause. Thank you, worship team. Glory be to God. Before you sit it, brothers and sisters, on your note, our scripture is in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 to 9. Bear with me tonight, brothers and sisters. You can see that my voice a little bit with some hoarseness. But our message tonight is faith produces resilience. So I'm going to be resilient tonight. Hallelujah. Because God, I believe, has given a word for you and me. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 to 9. And I want to read this in the New Living Translation. Just follow me with your Bible. We are pressed on every side by troubles. Now remember, it's the Apostle Paul who wrote this word for us. Inspired by the Holy Spirit. He wrote where he said, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Hallelujah. You may be seated. For the last several Wednesdays, our pastor has been inspiring us, challenging us to dream again. To let God, you have to let God reveal his plan and his dreams, his vision in our spirit. You know, for us, you know, to, for us to have a God-sized dream, God-sized vision. How many of you here have started dreaming again? Hallelujah. Well, God has given you our church. God has given, you, given our church with wonderful dreams. We're getting ready to build and, and continue to upgrade you know, our facilities. This is, this is part of our corporate dream. Aside you know, from the individual dreams you know, that God, God has given you and I. Hallelujah. Now, in order, you know, in order for those dreams to become a reality, we need to make use of our faith. So the message I'm going to share with you tonight is faith, faith produces resilience. There's a powerful message that I'm going to share with you. Faith, your know, faith is the key that will unlock the promises of God. And that the promises of God will release the power of God to us in order to make our dreams into reality. How many of you, you know, decide that from God? Listen to this, brothers and sisters. Faith doesn't always take you out of the problem. Faith often takes you through the problem. Faith doesn't always take away the pain, but faith gives you the ability to handle the pain. It doesn't mean that, you know, that faith in God, you know, that all of our problems, you know, all, that all of our pains will be gone. But God will give us, through our faith, 
the ability to handle the pain. Faith doesn't take you out of the storm. Listen to this. It doesn't take us out of the storm, but faith calms you in the midst of your storm. That is, you know, that is the kind, you know, that's kind of God that we serve. God gives us faith. And this faith is the one that will produce, you know, resilience in us. How many of you have heard of Corey Ten Boom? Long time ago. During the time, you know, during Nazi, you know, Nazi time. Corey, you know, Corey Ten Boom, when he was, uh, when she was younger, she was helping. And she was a Dutch young lady. And she was helping, you know, a lot of Jews, you know, to escape, you know, the Holocaust. Until, until she was caught. And she was, you know, she was put, you know, she was imprisoned in death camps. Now, Corrie Ten Boom survived in order to tell her story. Wonderful story of faith. And she was telling everybody that those people who survive the Nazi death camps, the reason, you know, the reason why they survived those Nazi death camps is because of their deep faith in God. Their faith gave them the power to hold on during tough times. It's their faith that has given them persistence and has given them, you know, has given them resilience. They were able to persevere. They became, you know, they became resilient and and strongly trusting in the Lord. So let me, uh, let me give you a, a powerful meaning of what resilience is. Faith produces resilience. Study after study has shown that probably the most important characteristic that we need to have in our life is resilience. Once again, our faith in God is the one that will help us, you know, to produce Resilience. Resilience means it's the ability to bounce back. It's the ability to keep going, to persevere, and to adapt when things fall. Now, brothers and sisters, you know, we all know, and I'd like you to ask you this. Is there anyone here who could say, that you never had any failures in life. That you have not done any mistake. That everything is a success. Everything was fine. Everything that you asked for, you were given to you and you, you have no failures, no frustrations, no mistakes whatsoever. Nobody. We have to go through in life, you know, experiencing all those pains, you know, all those, you know, all those failures. But brothers and sisters, in the midst, you know, in the midst of all these challenges and battles that we face in life, how many of you have been tempted to give up? Now, some of us did. But we got, you know, we got to learn to be resilient. We've got to learn to fight what the, what the apostle Paul said, the good fight of faith. That's what resilience meant. That you can, you, know, you can bounce back. 
You can persevere. You can adapt. You know, when things start falling apart. Because you know the God whom you trust. And that is, you know, that is the faith that you want to fight for the dreams, the desires, and the visions. You know, the God, you know, the God that God has given you. Everyone needs resilience. Every one of us. We need the ability to bounce back. We need the ability to keep on going, to move forward, to persevere, to adapt. Because we all know that life consists of adversities and trials. And that is what, you know, that is what resilience is going to do for us you know, to be able to face and to handle, you know, the trials, you know, the trials, you know, that, you know, that we face. And some of us here, you know, we face every day some challenges, you know, some difficulties. Like, you know, to handle those unpaid bills, financial pressures. You got to pick up your children, you know, from school. School days are coming back again. And some are dealing, you know, dealing with a lot of work, a lot of stress at work. Dealing with, you know, dealing with some challenges. And there are days, you know, that you face this. There are even major problems, major setbacks, that, you know, that people are facing. Like a lost job. Failed, you know, failed relationship, battling, you know, with drugs or with, you know, with addiction. But let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. If you build up on your resilience, if you increase your resilience, you will be able to face and handle whatever challenges life throws at you. And with God on your side, that you can face, you know, you can face, you know, all these things. All of us, you know, all of us are facing some challenges. You know, even us pastors, you know, face, you know, face temptations, face trials, you know, face challenges. Sometimes, you know, because, you know, because of the burden, you know, of the ministry, a lot of pastors, you know, a lot of pastors nowadays, you know, just throw in the towel. You know, they give up. We're, you know, we are being, you know, being, you know, we're being discouraged, you know, to continue in the ministry. Sometimes I feel that way too. But you know what? God will always get my attention. Just keep going. Just keep going and see what I will do. Hallelujah. See, here's the bottom line. The reason why we need this faith that produces resilience. Because, you know, because of the prosperity, you know, our, you know, our modern culture right now, we're experiencing prosperity and advancement, you know, in technology. Then because of this, because of advancement, you know, of technology, people are always, are always looking to improve their lives. Isn't that true? We're always looking for improvement. And along with that... People tend to supersize everything. We Americans invented the word supersize. 
We want to supersize everything. Supersize our meal. Supersize our french fries, our drinks, our food. Supersize our clothes. Some people are shopping. Oh, do you have any 4X or 5X or many Xs? I just want supersize. We want to supersize everything. Supersize our cars. Supersize our homes. Everything. We want everything big. And, and this comes along, you know, with all the, the advancement of the technology that is taking place right now in our society. Now, brothers and sisters, along with this supersize of things that's happening right now in our society, consequently, our problems become supersized too. Amen? Now, don't be quiet on me now. When we ask, you know, when we ask, when we ask for things bigger, when we ask, you know, for supersized things, then problems, you know, will tend to become bigger too. To become supersized, you know, to become supersized, you know, as well. Now, according to research, more than 20 million Americans attend self-help support groups for everything from drug and alcohol addiction bereavement, cancer survival, depression, job loss, or divorce. Not mentioning many billions of Americans have become dependent to antidepressants and painkillers. See, the problem, brother, I, I have nothing against, you know, this, all the self-help programs. But the problem is that most of them are remedial. That they tend to fix what was broken. And many people, you know, many people, including Christians, you know, including Christians, you know, tend, you know, tend to face the problems, the challenges of their lives. You know, with this, you know, with this quick fix solution, kind of a damage control approach to life. Everything is damage control. When things happen... When wrong, thing, wrong things happen to our lives, you know, we, you know, we tend to minimize the damage. So we go through all those self-help programs. But you know, brothers and sisters, what God wants us to have is for us to have in full control so that our lives, you know, will, become, will begin to grow and prosper. Amen? We need, to be, we need to be in control. This is the reason why we need to develop and to master certain life skills. In order that we can continue growing, you know, the vision and the dreams that God, you know, that God has for us. Now, some of you here, you have this, you know, this flyer with you. There's, you know, talking about life skills and talking about people skills. To be resilient is one of those skills that we need to develop. In building up our relationship with people. This is a weaning with people class that's coming up next month, starting on August 14. All the information is on the informational flyer. The reason, you know, the reason why we are launching this class, brothers and sisters, is because our church is all about people. 
God is all about people. Amen? As the title of this course, Winning with People, how to have a winning relationship with people. And sometimes dealing with people, you need some resiliency. You need some perseverance, right? Amen. This is one of the skills that we are going to teach ourselves, equip ourselves with, you know, as we go through this course. So if you are interested, you know, to join us for this class, just call our church or office during office hours. And we'll be happy to, you know, we'll be happy to accommodate you. See, this is how, you know, we can build, you know, build our dreams and our hopes. So on your notes there, I've given you the meaning of resilience and define you, you know, you know, the bottom, you know, the bottom line that if we don't have, if we don't develop faith that produces resilience, we're going to hit the bottom. We're going to be in a hole that's going to hard for us to dig ourselves out of until we hit you know, rock bottom. The next one is how we can build this resilience. We all know resilient people. They all inspire us. They seem to soar in spite of hardship and trauma they face. In fact, the most resilient people seek out new and challenging experiences because they've learned that it's only through struggle, through pushing themselves to the limits, that they will expand their horizons. They're not danger seekers, yet they don't wither when confronted with risky or dangerous situations. Brothers and sisters, would you agree with me that in order to dream bigger dreams and accomplish greater things for the Lord, we need to be resilient. We need to be persevering. We need to be persistent in our faith and trust in the Lord. Resilient people understand that failures are not the end point. They do not feel shame when they don't succeed. Instead, resilient people are able to, drive, to derive meaning from failure and they use this knowledge to climb higher than they otherwise would. Don't be afraid of failures. Why? Because they, if you will continue trusting in the Lord and exercising your faith in God, they will eventually lead to triumph. Just hang in there. Just keep, you know, keep on going. You see, to develop and to build resilience. I mean, you are not, you know, you are not limited, you know, by genetics, you know, in building up resilience. Like, for example, let me give you an example. You know, when I was growing up, you know, I have a fondness you know, for playing basketball. But I could not be good at it because of my height. Whatever I do, whatever prayer that I do, I cannot get taller than this anymore. I got to face genetics, right? I don't think anybody here is going to get taller or shorter or whatever but because your genetics, you know, dictate, you know, that, you know, that limitation. 
that even though I want you know, to run as fast as I can and become a sprinter or be able to win you know, in a 5K marathon, even, even if I train myself and, 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 and practice and practice and practice, but my body is not built up for speed. I don't have the genetics for it. Hallelujah. But brothers and sisters, with practice and perseverance, resilience is not dependent on genetics. Everybody can master resilience. Everybody can persevere. Oh, I don't have the talent for it. You don't need a talent for it. You just need to hang in there. Like what somebody said, life is not a sprint, it is a marathon. So train for endurance and not for speed. Hallelujah. That's what we all need. That's what we all need. Glory be to God. Let me call on the worship team to start coming back. Hallelujah. Listen again to what the Apostle Paul wrote for us in 2 Corinthians. Chapter 4, verses 8 to 9. Come on, let's go back to the scripture. Paul was a great man of faith. Why? Because he developed resilience. He was resilient. And how did he show that to us? He wrote about it in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 to 9. He said, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. We are hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down but we are not destroyed. Look at the Apostle Paul 2,000 years ago. And he said, and he's not only talking about himself. He said, we. We were knocked down but we are not, you know, we are not destroyed. So let's draw this inspiration, you know, from the man of God. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. It doesn't matter how many times you fail. What matters most to God is that you keep getting up. You keep getting up. You keep pressing in and pressing on. Hallelujah. That's why you're here on a Wednesday night. Because you want, you know, you want to continue pressing on. Let me share to you some more scriptures here that I believe, this has encouraged me a lot. This is one, some of my favorite scriptures, but I'm sure this will also, this also has been speaking to you. Remember, you know, remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, you know, where Paul, you know, was asking God to remove that torn on his side, you know, the torn of the flesh. What did God tell him in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9? And he has said to me, my grace, everybody say, my grace is sufficient for you. It's sufficient for me. That's what God told Paul. My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. See? How do we develop resilience? By allowing our faith to be strong in the Lord. 
but it's through the power of God's grace. Hallelujah. It is His grace that will empower us in order to continue to keep going. The presence of God, the presence of God is full of the Spirit, full of His grace. Hallelujah. That is what's going to keep us going. That's why we need to be in the presence of the Lord. We need God. Hallelujah. We need God more than ever before. Another, another scripture, Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. He told Joshua, and he was telling us too, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. In other words, be resilient. Woo! Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you. Wherever you go, not just here in this church, anywhere you go, because you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are a, the carrier of His glory. Woo! You are the carrier of His glory. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, another one of my favorites, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Oh, brothers and sisters. We know that we don't have enough strength. We, don't, we know we don't have enough power. But God said, be strong in the Lord. Your strength is in the power of His might. Not in you. Not by power, nor by power, not by power, nor by... Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. We are dependent on His strength. We are dependent on His power for us. I'd like to ask every one of you to stand. And this is the last scripture I want to share with you. Isaiah 40 verse 31. How many of you remember Isaiah 40 31? Hallelujah. This is the reason why. This is what we're going to do here at the end of our service tonight. Isaiah 40 verse 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount out with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord. That is what we do in the presence of God, brothers and sisters. We look upon His face. Hallelujah. We wait in His presence. We spend time in His presence. We press in to His presence. While every head is bowed down, while every eye is closed. I want us to do something here tonight. If you're here tonight, and you feel a great heaviness on your shoulder. As if you're carrying the weight of the world on you. You know what I'm talking about. If you are here tonight, that you are going through one of the most difficult trials, testing, challenge that you're facing now in life. You're facing a difficult problem. 
a challenging situation, whatever it is, I don't care, God knows. I want you to come here to the front right now. We're going to pray for that heaviness to be lifted off right now. Come on. Hallelujah. We are in this together. We want to pray for you. Come here to the altar. If you are facing one of the most difficult challenges right now in your life, come to the altar. Come to the presence of God. They that wait upon the Lord, you will renew your strength tonight. You will recover what was lost. You will recover what was stolen from you tonight. Hallelujah. Come here to the altar. And I'm going to ask the prayer warriors to come and start laying their hands on our brothers and sisters right now. Come on. If you feel led by the Lord to come and, and lay hands and pray with His people, come on. Let them not, let them not carry this burden just by themselves alone. We are a church. We are the body of Christ. And we're supposed to bear one another's burdens. That's fulfilling the law of Christ. Come on. Come over here and pray with somebody. Pray with our brothers and sisters. We want them to know that they are not in this difficult journey alone by themselves. You know, the book of James said, confess your sin to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, those of you sitting and standing at the back, just stretch out your hands towards our brothers and sisters here. I don't know what they're going through right now. Some of them are going through some difficult, very tough situation in their lives right now. We do not know. God knows. But we are here because they are our brothers and sisters in Christ. They are members of the body of Christ. We want to share their burden. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, pray. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Come on, pray for these people right now. Come on. Come on, everybody. Let's fill this house with prayer right now. Let's fill this house with prayer right now. Let's call upon the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, oh God, right now, Lord. We pray, Lord of oh God, for everyone, Lord, for any one of us here tonight, Lord. Going through some difficult times, Lord of oh God. Hallelujah. Whatever they're going through right now, Lord of oh God. Lord Jesus, grant them, Lord of oh God, the strength. Grant them, Lord of oh God, the power. The power that only can be supplied by you. Lord of oh God. They are your children. They are your heirs. Joint heirs with our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. We come, we come against all these attacks of the enemy over their lives right now. We bind the enemy. We bind the devil. We render him powerless in this place. He's got no power and authority in this place. Hallelujah.
we only have here children of God members of God's family redeemed by the blood of the Lamb hallelujah come on worship Tim lead us in worship thank you Jesus you 